Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Edwin. And I'm Sam. And for the past seven days, I have chosen, I've provided Edwin to check out and play. <laughs> the Gardens Between. I'm not going to read the full title that you wrote in here. <laughs> for the best. <laughs> uh, the Gardens Between is a game from Australia-based game company, The Voxel Agents. How do we feel about that name? The Voxel. It's a, it's a mouthful. It is a little, isn't it? Yeah. Not crazy about the logo either, if we're just dumping on them. With like a door, a door, a, a shadowy doorway, seems like. Was it trying to be sort of like a 60s noir detective vibe? Yeah, logo, I guess, but... you know, the voxel, like voxels, they're like primitive building blocks of 3D games nowadays. It's mm, Okay, I didn't actually know what a voxel was. So I kind of so, get it, okay. um, like, but it doesn't really roll off the tongue. The voxel agents, voxel agents. Yes, in computer-based modeling or graphic simulation, each an array of elements in volume that constitute a notional three-dimensional space, each of an array of discrete elements into which, okay, fine, yeah, yep. that's the thing. So rather than doing things in 3D with polygons, the mm-hmm. other option is to use voxels, which are point-based, sort of like volumetric point-based systems. Anyway, all right. Yeah, right. there's going to be a point where every single computing term is used as a media property name right. or a uh, game company name. So Fong shading is a thing. Maybe we can. Oh, yeah, the Fong Thong. That's my indie game company. <laughs> so it's an Australia-based company, the Voxel Agents. This seems to be like their fourth game. They um, seem to have some quite good games. I was intrigued by. Yeah, something on an airship. Right. So it does seem to be more focused on like uh, mobile-based games. So right. I think there's like a railway-based one as well, which oh, looks really cool. One. Yeah. yeah. I almost picked it for this week. Spoiler alert. But um, I did not. But this seems to be their more uh, fully featured game that they actually launched on the PS4, the X-Bone, the PC, and the Switch of last year in 2018. Uh, September of 2018. And this iOS version came out in May. So we are pre- we are playing the, the red hot off the press. We are always contemporary. Always valuable always looking for the gardens between <laughs> that's what we look out for this is a puzzle game yes agreed it is a sort of meditative puzzle game where you're altering time Ooh, that's actually what i wrote down calm meditative puzzles carry on right and so um each level is sort of a diorama where both characters there are two characters involved i forget their names it's like a Adrian and friend or something like that. They're two friends in the beginning of the, of the game. You, you see a little exposition of how their friendship is no longer what it used to be. You know, it seems like maybe they're moving away or something like that. And they're at a moment of, uh, this place in their friendship where I felt like they're about to break up or something happened and they don't know what to do. And all of a sudden the space time continuum sort of exposes itself to them which allows them to revisit the beginning of their friendship. Right? Yeah. And so all all told without words, all told without words, all All mimicry (laughs) is the the main form of expression in this game. Yeah. So you get a sense that they're going through past memories um, represented by little dioramas. And these little dioramas are essentially the levels that you have to you play through um and so 
the first world has two dioramas where you revisit, you know, um, things that express like of them meeting each other. Like, so one of them was like moving boxes. Like it's like a little mountainscape that had moving boxes. Oh, it was very cute. And like a car. And as you two move through the diorama, um, through time, yeah, so this is the part where it gets super hard to explain. <laughs> yeah. Like, things are moving around the diorama as you spin around it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain points where you can manipulate the time mm-hmm. that uh, that opens up the other aspects of the diorama. And you have to do this in consecutive, like, ways. So you can proceed to move up the diorama. Once you move up the diorama, one of the characters has this handy little time-space lantern I never go anywhere without my time space lantern. <laughs> you never know when you're going to need it. And places it on top of the final keystone that allows you to finish the level. And a map or, or, or a world usually has one or two of these little dioramas. And when you complete the two dioramas, it presents the scene uh, at, at which they're, they're remembering. So, like, the first world is about them meeting. So... The first diorama would be about moving boxes. And then the second diorama would be like a car or something like that. And then when it finishes, you see the little scene play out of how the neighbor came to move in. And that's how they started their friendship. And so it's little, you know, all the elements around the diorama are like little keystones of their memory. Fragmented along space and time. Remembrance as memento mores. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) But what is very good is that you can play this without caring a jot about any of that. Sure. You kind of gloss over it, which, to be honest, I may have done. I didn't really pick up on many of those details. I thought, oh, I see. I recognize that moving box from like something else. Okay, that's cool. And you can just focus on the, on the puzzles. Right. So I like the fact that you could choose if you wanted to go pay attention to the story or just, hey, give me to the next puzzle. Just give it me, works give me the next diorama. Yeah. Let, let's get these two people up the mountain with the magic lantern of space and time and get to the next one. Who cares? Who cares about story? <laughs> I, I totally agree. Like, I feel like the puzzles kind of stood on their own. Uh, and there were nice little interesting things set around the diorama that, that immediately explained itself. Right. Even though it's hard for me to explain what they were just now. Yes. Agreed. Um, cause you have like the space timeline that you got to fill up with light. Oh yeah. We've always got to keep it topped up with lights. But then there is a dark black hole. Light up, yeah. A black light that gets rid of your light. The flower with the black hole floats above it, sucks up your beautiful light, your time and space continuum light. And then there is the, the light bridge that gets formed from your <laughs> lantern of light. So yeah, there are a lot of these like little nuanced thing. It sounds super complicated when we try to explain them now, but as you play through it, it actually presents itself really nicely and steps you through how to solve it or what you need to do. And it, and it's, yeah, it's just really well done in terms of not having a tutorial. Yeah, I was going to say. And just allowing you to discover. Yeah, a great example of no need for a lengthy beardy white man to tell you exactly what to do or why it's going on. You can just jump in and do it and right. figure it out for yourself. How far did you get? So I believe I'm in world five or six. Uh, and let me ex- let me describe to you what it looks like, because one of the things that this game does not have is a lot of text surrounding the interface. Yes, in fact, minimal text, 
outside of the menus. Right. Yeah. Um, but the other thing, because of that, because of that aesthetic, like you don't know how many worlds there are and which world you're on. So I am on, let's see, five. Yeah, I'm on world five. Uh, I'm on world three. So that is the world with the TV. The TV, which you can turn on. And it gets louder or quieter, depending on how close you are to it. So there's a whole bunch of lovely little details like that. Is, uh, and it's amazing to look at. So yeah, they've done a very good job of creating... I mean, it has a very similar... Not in terms of gameplay, but in terms of vibe of Monument Valley. Yeah. They're very polished, very precise graphics. A lot of thought and effort has gone into it. It is super polished. It does mm. feel almost like... Uh, like an animated cartoon um, that you can interact with. So in some sense, I got the feeling like this was kind of like a walking simulator, right? You're kind of in it for the ride. Right. But it's a little bit too interactive um, and allows some puzzle thinking to to have it really be considered a uh, a walking simulator. So I wouldn't call it a walking simulator. It's definitely a more of a puzzle game than it is just telling a story. Puzzles with walking. Hmm. We've, we've talked about Continuum before which is another time-space-based puzzle game, right? Mm. Where you're walking along a path. Causality? Causality, that was mm. it, not continuum. Close. Yeah. You could have been called that too. <laughs> right, so causality had the very similar, you know, rewinding time, walking forward, bringing it forward, walking, you know. And then that aspect, I should say, is the main gameplay element of this game. You're essentially stepping through time and then... Uh, by gesturing your finger to the right side and then rewinding time by gesturing your finger to the left side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those are the main sort of movement elements. You, you don't control really anything else other than tapping on the little elements that they need to interact with. But yeah, it's hard to describe what the actual puzzle is because you, cause when you're moving time, it's basically up to you whether you leave, pick up the light or leave the light. Right. And then that's essentially the puzzle. Do you leave the light where it is or do you pick it up? And then you're falling back in time to make the bad black plant who gobbles up your lights miss or like be on the different side of the island to you when you walk past. And this is one of those things like where it's really hard to explain it. (laughs) Yes. With words. But once you see it and you see it in action and you see how like the branching paths of what you've done previously can be solved by you going back and then taking that action. Mm-hmm. Once that's demonstrated to you and you understand it, it'll make complete sense. And what so, did you think the little purple cubes with legs were? I don't know. So mm. my sense was that they are the time space agents, right? <laughs> the Voxel agents. If you right. <laughs> they are the ones that's providing them this insight to reminisce about their past mm. or they're the little things that's allowing them Huh. to to step take a step back in time if you will for me they were a little bit it's a little bit jarring to have like suddenly a purple cube with legs jumping over the place <laughs> right whereas the rest of it is uh, i mean it's very it's like a dream sequence like i get it you've got your ethereal lamps and all the rest of it and then there's a purple cube with legs right. and arms i just didn't it didn't so, quite land my suspicion is that there was actually a lot more dialogue that was built into the game or maybe planned for the game. Mm. But I think they took it out for simplicity. My feeling is like, <laughs> yeah, like the backstory, who are these purple cubes and what do they want? 
And I say this because that is probably the one thing that I really missed from this game. It's just a little bit more explanation, um, a little bit more drive in the story that makes me care for them. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Let's get to the three by threes. Three things forward and three things backwards. Mm, Let's take a step in time and review our limes. Hmm? Okay, please stop. We've mentioned it already. Lovely design and sound. I cannot fault it. Right. Except for the weird purple cube. But otherwise, uh, just immaculate. As soon as the game starts, it just feels amazing. You hear the rain. The title screen is full, full, full bleeding, bleeding, full bled all over the place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The fonts are beautiful and placed nicely along the screen. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know that you're in for a treat visually when you see this game start up. Uh, alongside that i think all the maps that you actually go on like each level is so beautifully crafted you can tell there is lots of time and thought put into each little diorama of how it's set up there's really no two levels that are the same um strewn with like you know little mementos of the couch uh, a video game console you know speakers like elements that you can tell that had at one point belonged to the two characters um those are just, it was so lovingly put across the screen. Um, really, really liked it. The details were amazing. Yeah, I'd love to see a behind the scenes making of video. They did one for Monument Valley 2. Mm. And like how they actually mapped out the puzzles and how they're going to work was fascinating. I think I would like to see it for this game too. Because that must be really tricky to think how how the puzzles are going to work. Like how do you actually communicate that and design them when they're so hard to describe? Right. See the first twenty minutes of the show. <laughs> yeah. That's a case in point. Yeah. Um, my next good point: the mechanics are fairly simple, right? Like the the fact that it doesn't need a tutorial and uh, it guides you along the way, I think, speaks for itself. Um, and really, all the mechanics is like you're moving forward, and then you're moving forward in time, and you're moving backwards in time. Everything else is done by the characters in a way that doesn't feel like you're out of control but in a way that it's them expressing themselves and like, you know, you're, you're sort of playing along with them, which was like a really good feeling. Another good point for me. Um, I did like the puzzles. Like I did like Mm. the, uh, some of the moments were like really delightful. Like there's essentially, if you stop your character moving, it stops that point in time in the diorama. And so there's this one puzzle where there was a, uh, a little glass shell, or like sort of like a little glass aquarium over the flower that you need Mm. that collects the white light from. And then next to it was like a speaker. And then if you moved forward through time, uh, one of the characters was playing with the knobs on the speaker Mm. that changed the frequency of the speaker. Right. And so if you just like go through it, um, the glass won't break. But if you notice, as you're moving forward in time, there is a certain frequency that your character sets the speaker to where the glass starts to shake. And you have to stop time there and just sort of let go and just prolong that moment until the glass shatters. Then you proceed with your puzzle. You know, and I think like little stuff, there was was lots of moments where little stuff like that happened that I thought was like super clever. Yeah, I won't spoil it, but like the TV moment as well is also like that as well. They, uh, yeah, they're full of full of little little moments of delight. All right, that might have been a spoiler. Spoiler alert. We just you know go forward in time, listen to this spoiler alert, and then go backwards in time, and then be mindful of that spoiler. 
onto the bad points. That intro is amazing, but I think it's maybe a bit too amazing because mm. for me, actually playing the game never quite got as good as that intro scene was. Right. Somehow that's the whole atmosphere, the subway train rolling behind them, the rain. I was like, whoa, this is amazing. You see like the two windows with the uh, makeshift ropes hanging out of them, like <laughs> yeah. signifying that they've snuck out of their house to meet each other, you know? So good. And then oh, when you play the levels, it's good. It's but good. But it's not, I think they maybe overpromised with that intro scene. Right. Which is why I really feel there was like a huge, you know, bits of story that got left out. Yeah. Because... I felt like that was such a strong start. I was, you yes. know. And then it goes back in time. The subway goes backwards. You're like, whoa, what is yeah. this? It's rubbing my hands in anticipation <laughs> for more story. But I never got those story bits. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. I just wanted more rain and subway cars. Well, yeah. I think they could have done story in like different ways. Even if it was like passing conversations in the beginning of each level as you moved forward in time. You know, like it doesn't have to be cut scenes where you have to just sit through and watch. Right. Mm. It could have been stuff like, hey, remember when we played <laughs> this? Right. Or like, oh, I remember this couch. Like as you're walking through the couch, right? Like this is when you first slept over. Like little things like that, I think really could have added um, and pulled me in to to push me forward. But yeah. Missed great. opportunity. So great intro, but maybe a little bit too great. Yeah. Um, one more bad point for me is that the mechanics felt really slow. <laughs> so i don't oh, yes. know how this was Run done faster exactly my god i don't know how this was done for the pc or for the ps4 but you know for the for the mobile like you drag your finger to the right and the fat like the more closer you are to the edge the faster it moves forward but even that was not fast enough for me because you do have to backtrack a lot in this game and move forward a lot um and i was thinking like if that's not a a good mechanic maybe like something like a cog right like a a Mm. a wheel of time where like the faster you spin it the faster it moves forward the slower you spin it you know and you can spin it backwards right so maybe something like that yeah like i felt that i was constantly waiting like okay come on get there faster so i can do this i know exactly what to do now move back (laughs) but that was the worst thing like exploring it it was slow slow is fine yeah but as soon as you get it it becomes interminably slow because right. you're like, i just want to do it i just need to go <laughs> yeah. avoid the nasty black hole plant she needs to that. touch this cube so that yeah. this is activated i just need to go do it but come on it's like all the way back there let's hurry this up <laughs> whenever you start up the the game they're very adamant that you wear it with headphones best with headphones <laughs> which okay fine i mean i get it Games usually are better with headphones. Right. But I wonder why they're so adamant in this case, because there is no dialogue. There I, is I no suppose dialogue. that's what I was expecting. Yeah. To be, oh, there's, you know, story and cutscenes and stuff with dialogue. That's why you kind of need to have headphones. I mean, the soundtrack is great and the sound effects are fine. I didn't love that little kind of scratchy bell sound you mm. get when you pass by an interactable object. Right. That wasn't great. Um, but I wasn't quite sure why they're so keen that you have the audio as well yeah i think there could have i actually think i love the sound but i actually think they could have done a little bit more um with it so in i forgot causality and i almost (laughs) forgot the name again in causality 
like whenever you rewind, you get that nice little like, right, mm. which happens in like the beginning of the story. Um, and it, you know, you feel really good about rewinding time because you get that nice little effect. Uh, and I felt like that they lost an opportunity there to do that because, you know, everyone loves to move in slow motion. Everyone loves to move backward in time and having that power feels really good. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Maybe they decided it was a little bit too cliched or something, but yeah, I still I know what that. you mean though. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, my last bad point is I, I, you know, this is like once again on the story, but I kept, I kept waiting for it and I figured, Hey, I'm on level five. I feel like this seems to be a really good point to, to put a little bit more exposition on like why this is happening. Um, but yeah, it was never fully explained. Like I ended up not really caring for the characters as much, as much as I did in the beginning, uh, because there is nothing really to, to pull it all together. For me, Edwin's mm. story is like a glue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whereas for me, it's like a oppositely charged magnet. <laughs> uh, my last bad point, I think the puzzles, while calm and sort of meditative, they were a little on the shallow side. At least, maybe they get, I mean, I'm sure they get harder and more complex. And you do get these little delightful moments, but really it's just moving forward and back and then pausing the world around you while you move forward and back. Yeah. Like, I, it was fun, but I never felt fully immersed mm. in the actual puzzle, the puzzliness of it. Right. And I think that's where, you know, where it was kind of like a walking simulator mm. for me, where you're just seeing things happen. But they do get a little bit harder a little later on. Um, yeah. And I, I, I legitimately think it becomes more of a puzzle game. Yeah. Final seven day rating. Six out of seven. So I think I am stuck now. Like, I don't know what to do. Uh, I refuse to kind of look at the, the walkthroughs, <laughs> but I think I have to, cause I actually don't know how to solve this, this one part. Mm, yes. And if you're stuck, you're kind of stuck. That's yeah. it. There's yeah. not really a whole bunch you can do. I guess you can start trying everything with everything right you can't go to the the next map in the in the world right yeah okay a different perspective or something yeah right for me it was a four Mm. i mean that's a solid solid four i enjoyed it but i did find myself tapping the icon next to it golf peaks i'm playing that some more (laughs) because that's uh that scratched my puzzle itch Mm. a little better i do think i'd recommend this game i would too yeah i think it's beautifully done if you like paying for your games and having an experience with it, like I do hope uh, it will end in a way that the story is revealed and you feel good about spending your time with it. So I think I'll definitely finish it as well. Well, good. Well, I look forward to the update next week. Mm. But for the next seven days, allow me to tell you what you will be playing. Oh, boy. Sam, you have seven days to play Zombie Night Terror. Unleash the zombie apocalypse. Zombie Night Terror. Zombie Night Terror. Zombie Night Terror. (laughs) Infest the right guy and plague the world with zombies. Zombie Night Terror is a strategy action game where you are the brains and the zombies, your brawlers. Yes, you are creating a zombie apocalypse. A highly innovative gameplay with a new take on strategy game threaded with stunning pixel art. Brilliant gameplay and a touch of indie craziness. We bought the PC version and made it mobile. Featuring Commander Zombie Horde, 
contaminate. Well, there's a whole paragraph after each bullet point, but I'm not going to read. Right. Uh, unique mutation system, a combo system, and destructible environments. Perfectly adapted for mobile, one-time purchase, no in-apps, no ads. Mm. <laughs> Indeed. So, Sam, you have seven days to play. Zombie Night Terror. The, the name <laughs> immediately made it seem like it was one of those mass click, you know, spam mm. idle clickers with gross monetization. But the fact that it's, you know, you pay once, no ads, uh, very appealing. Mm. Mm. I'm looking forward to this, Edwin. Okay, I think you sound, it sounded genuine this week as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have an update from our last game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angry Birds are... I love pigs. I love pigs. Yeah. yeah. So I figured, hey, I'm not allowing my children currently to play any VR games. There's this whole thing. Is that thing. my choice? That is my choice. Does it scramble the tiny brains? Well, uh, it is by choice, uh, mainly because there's kind of like unproven study that it affects the, the distance between your eyes for kids and how it relates to when you wear them, mm. your eyes can easily adjust to the distance. But then when you take them off, it has to adjust to your head and the way that you normally see things. Interesting. So, and they get a little vomity after as well, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Although my kids had no problem with it when they were playing with it. And, okay. But yeah, so that's still kind of like an unproven area, at least until they're 10 years old. So I'm not allowing them to play any VR games for the time being. Uh, yeah, I guess while their little heads are developing. Right. It's still growing. Their yeah. eyes are still developing and all that stuff. Their brains are still forming. It's still kind of soft right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so no VR. So I figure AR is like a good mm. replacement and Angry Birds. What kid does not love Angry Birds? Super easy concept uh, to, to grasp. So I Why are the birds so angry. I showed my son and my daughter Angry Birds mm-hmm. immediately got it, got excited, but horrible game for the kids. Oh, interesting. I thought this was going to be a tale of redemption. You know why? It's the game itself is great for kids. Okay, wait, how like it? Let me think. Um... They don't have the the motor functionality to hold the iPad steady while shooting birds. No, no. Um, it's actually the game itself is amazing for kids. I okay. wish I can have them play it, but the monetization oh is so bad because they think the ads are part of the game, and so they'd be playing like that stupid landscape game in the middle and thinking like how do i finish this how do i finish this level and i'm like oh that's not part of the game Uh, and it happens in between every level and you can't pay to get rid of it Mm. so that is a total total fail yep like i wanted them to just enjoy little time that they have in the weekends to be able to play games with you just want them to love pigs (laughs) who doesn't love pigs yeah but you cannot pay to remove the ads yeah absolutely worthless so, yeah. great AR experience, not for kids. Even though the opportunity is there. So fix it, Roxy, Good please. Yeah. So my first thing of the week is uh, Uniqlo. So I, Hang I, on a second, hasn't someone picked this before? I took your advice. Uh, those Uniqlo U t-shirts are amazing. <laughs> They're great. I look at us now and I think we are actually both wearing Uniqlo U t-shirts. I can tell by the collar. <laughs> <laughs> so i got some amazing i was actually there for pants um and that's actually my thing of the week uh which are they've recently come out with and this is going to sound horrible they came out with a series of pants called easy pants capital e capital z okay right yeah i was a big fan of their joggers which, which were really is nice. a, oh sorry the whole easy pun doesn't work in english right in british english <laughs> mm, why well because it's zed 
Oh, that's right. EZ. Yeah. <laughs> what are these EZ pants? Um, they're anyway. kind of a cross between uh, joggers and jeggings. <laughs> right? Oh, But for yes. men. So the fit mm. is really nice. Jog jeggings. Jog jeggings. Super comfortable. Jogokas. And Bum you don't works. have to worry about your waist size. <laughs> or the number of chicken wings you eat in an the evening. The number of buckets of chicken wings that you eat. <laughs> uh, but they look great, feel great. It's great for the summer because it's actually like a lightweight, breathable material. But they look like denim. They look, well, yeah. Is look, that kind of the... Look, look. Oh, it looks like you're wearing denim. Right. But you're not. Well, you are the poster child for Uniqlo right now. <laughs> yeah, and uh, having a great time with them. They're great. They also have another pair that look like chinos, but it's like very nice. Easy pants. Easy pants. Wow. We're not, we're not sponsored by Uniqlo. <laughs> I also want to just to plug their customer support. Mm. I was a doofus and got a bunch of stuff sent to my old apartment. Oh, boy. And probably went missing and lost it. Yet they were nice enough to refund me the difference. And, oh, wow. And called it a lost order. And someone got a bunch of free t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous of them. My second thing of the week, I was recently on a plane ride and got to watch uh, a little movie called Aquaman. Because I feel like that is perfect for a plane ride. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, any kind of action action superhero movie. I was expecting the worst with Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Uh, after I've experienced Justice League and yeah. some of the other DC movies, I was like, okay, let's just have a laugh uh, and start this off. But I actually quite enjoyed Aquaman. Hmm. Yeah. Now that's Jason, what's his face? Momoa. Ah. Jason Momoa who I feel is like Guy Fieri's cooler brother. <laughs> Especially in this Aquaman role. I feel like they kind of okay. talk the same. They have... Do you think he wears sunglasses on the back of his head? I'm. He's one step away, <laughs> or it might be hidden by his hair, right? <laughs> I feel yeah, if Guy Fieri had the, the guts to do tattoos, he'd have the same kind of tattoos as Jason Momoa does. Do you think has he, has he spent his life in search of flavor? <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure pretty sure they're they're one with the flavor okay. also they both have wallet chains right <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a thing they have a very similar aesthetic and the way that they're very genuine right guy fieri is a very genuine person it's true so, okay wow feel, yeah they're you like better here first <laughs> separate you to birth <laughs> but yeah i enjoyed the movie it was pretty good hmm. did you watch this no, but I have also been enjoying a DC property, Surpri- and surprisingly so. DC Comics have brought out their own streaming service because that's what any media company has to do in the 2019 world we live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have DC Universe. And on that, they have a TV show called Doom Patrol. Oh, boy. Which is very good. Is it about the baddies? No, it's about the goodies. <laughs> <laughs> so Doom Patrol feels like a crossover between Umbrella Academy and Legion. Both good things. Yeah, it has this sort of light comedic touch mm. in occasions of, of Umbrella Academy. Then it also has the weird what the f*** moments mm. with Legion. Legion. Uh, it is bonkers, but it's bonkers in an enjoyable way. Mm. Uh, there's a there's a, a street with a human consciousness. There's Brendan Fraser who plays a brain in a robot. Timothy Dalton is the sort of geni- yeah is the kind of the uh, the chief. 
Uh, Alan Turdick plays Mr. Nobody, who's it, the bad guy. Yeah, it's all-star good. cast. Yeah. <laughs> what yes. in the world? I know. It's very, it's very interesting and also has some interesting themes around disability and mental illness. But it's also funny, but it's also quite dark. Mm. It's very good. Oh, interesting. And this is only available on DC <sighs> Universe? This is only available on DC Universe. So my suggestion would be you get the seven-day trial, binge it, and then be done with it. It's impossible for me to bitch things. Yeah, I've got, we've got th- four episodes left and our trial expires tonight. Okay. So we've so got to watch four episodes work. tonight. Yeah, you have your work cut out. <laughs> But it's very enjoyable. It's, it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, adding a third show to the mix, a little bit like your favorite and mine. Everybody Loves Raymond? The OA. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you watch the second season? Not yet. Oh, okay. No. But imagine the OA, but with superheroes, maybe, but less pretense, more okay. bonkers, <laughs> crazy stuff. I, I really anyway, should yeah. watch the OA because, you know, you need to you need to accept the things that you hate and make it a part of you <laughs> in order for you to grow. And this is the only way. We need to talk about Old Night. Old Night. All right. In the OA. Okay. Okay. You will know when you get to the Old Night episode. All right. Okay. And that is our show. Sam, you have seven days to play. Zombie Run Apocalypse. Zombie, Zombie Night, Night Terror. <laughs> Great. Zombie Night Terror, thank you. I'm glad someone was paying attention. Follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at 7 Days to Play. Uh, if you want to email us, too bad you can't. Bye bye. 7 Days to Play.